Metallic, I missed you. I miss you too, Bay. How are you? You know, I'm okay. I am thriving and surviving back and forth between those two things, you know? Literally. I just want a vaccine. Ooh, child. I'm trying to... I am ready to travel and live my best life. And summer 2021 is about to be on and popping. Girl, I hope so. They just sent out an email to us about like our graduation ceremony. So I'm just like, for I think it's for the class of 2021. I'm not sure about the class of 2020. But like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't feel comfortable being around people. But then again, it's in like July, August. So yeah, it might be okay. And Strupa will finally get what he wants, which is people back on campus and paying him money. So the way that they're going back after spring break, I'm just like, I'm scared. Yeah, like literally for why? For why? For why? I mean, I wish I could say I was like surprised, but I'm not. Not at all. Never am. Okay. What are we talking about today with Holly? So this week, um, it's kind of hard not to talk about the um, killings of the eight people in Atlanta or in the Georgia, the state of Georgia. Um, It's been weighing heavy on my Instagram feed and my heart. Yeah. And it sucks. It sucks that people keep dying. It sucks that America doesn't take people's guns away. Every time something like this happens, like there's this Onion article that somebody retweets and they're just like, there's no way to prevent this, says the only nation that this ever happens in. And it's like, yeah. It's just crazy because like, right, we haven't seen any like crazy mass shootings in a cool minute um since covid started and now that we're all about to be out and about it's like ah back to that old american school shooting it's the american dream like it's just we're about to you know people are about to be out and about and white men are about to be out acting a fool so oh my god i think dave Chappelle said it in his like stand-up skit and he was like thank god for covid and everyone was like what and he was like there hasn't been a school shooting and i was like Oh my God. Like he's not even wrong. Not to say that there hasn't been any mass killings. That Kyle Rittenhouse thing happened a couple of uh, months ago. So there's definitely been issues. But um, ultimately, I would say this is probably the most scandalous thing to happen in the last year and a half. It's just really disheartening. And it's, it's something that like I feel like we should have seen coming because of the uptick in violence against Asian people since really the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. But it's still like, is such a like harmful thing. So my heart goes out to their families and I'm hoping they'll find some sort of peace and get their reverence from the situation for sure. It's unfortunate that this one asshole had a quote unquote bad day. Um, Again, the police are making excuses for their widow babies, for their widow baby terrorists. I'm literally just like, when I have a bad day, I stress eat and watch Netflix and cry. I don't go out and murder eight people. So I'm just, apparently the guy who said that is no longer a spokesperson for the case. So that means that that rhetoric is still going to continue. It's just not going to be up front and center for us to hear. So that's fun. 
That's the shit about like the incel culture that I like cannot stand. Like people are like, he's just a sad loser and nobody loves him. It's like, um, there are a bunch of sad losers. I used to be a sad loser. I didn't kill anybody. Okay. Yeah. There's a very like hard line between mass murderer and like, I like to be on my computer in my room in the dark for 12 hours a day. Also, you know, the the typical, oh, he was crazy. He was being treated for a sex addiction. Like, okay, well, I have bipolar disorder. And again, you don't see me out here shooting people up for the hell of it. Like, I don't know. I, I think the fact of the matter is... There are so much, so many layers and things to unpack in this circumstance Um, from the actual incident to the way that the United States is handling it, which is, I mean, they don't know how to handle hate crimes. That's why they keep happening. Yeah. And like, I think this, I don't even want to say his name. I don't even remember his name. Yeah. This 21 year old asshole, he, he's a testament to like the types of people who like absorb Trump's rhetoric. Like it is gospel. Like I feel like when I heard like Wuhan virus or China virus or like Kung flu, I was like, oh my God, this like fucking moron you know, who somehow is elected. I mean, I know exactly how I was elected president. And like, he's saying all this shit and like, everyone's just going to brush it off. And like the comedians are going to be like, haha, it's so funny. But we always, I always forget to think like, there's people who are like, oh my God, that man, something about him. Everything he says is just right on the mark. And those are the types of people that fucking murder eight people, six of which are, or seven of which of our Asian descent, like, I think it's a case of like, why do we tell men that they like can't control themselves? Like, oh, he was crazy. He couldn't control himself. He had a bad day, you know, give him pity. It's like, no, no, it isn't real. It's not an excuse for anything. I don't understand why we keep making excuses. Literal murderers. Um, Like I said, I think there's just so much to unpack. I think the... Even just the way he was handled at his arrest, we're seeing, you know, Black people being killed on the spot for things that they didn't do. But he was so delicately taken into custody and he gets a trial for these eight counts of murder. Um, I think just like white supremacy is just alive and well and Trump's rhetoric is really going to have a grip on this country for probably the next 50 years. I mean, it is the the extremist version of racism and white supremacy and all these things that already existed in America, but the way that he 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 just has such a strong grip. I mean, we saw it with the Capitol and all these men barging into the Capitol to to say that voting was unlawful. And we're we're seeing a manifestation of it as well in this incident, I think. It's just, you know, it's not over because Trump's not the president of the United States anymore. It didn't start with Trump being the president of the United States by any means, but I just have a feeling we're gonna see this this level of extremism at the forefront and at the table for quite a while. Yeah, it's like after 9-11, like a bunch of Sikh men who wore turbans, like they were killed because people are like, you're the reason this happened. It's like, first of all, wrong country. Um, Second of all, you're dumb as fuck. 
how are you going to be racist if you don't even know geography? Like, it's just uneducated, like alt-right people who get their information from just awful places, from incorrect places. And just like the alt-right, like you said, the alt-right has always existed. It's always been there. It's there in most, um, it's there in most countries. It's just like the difference between America and other countries is like in Germany, I'm pretty sure it's like illegal to deny the Holocaust. In America, you can believe and say whatever you want to any number of people. And it's like, people are like, why is this happening in America? Like, what are we doing wrong? Like, we have racial sensitivity trainings for half an hour every 20 years. Like, it's just not, I don't, I don't understand like what they think is supposed to come out of this. Like, I don't get it. Nothing. They don't think anything is going to come out of it. I, I, I'd I, be surprised if he gets convicted, to be quite terribly honest. Um, I mean, I guess the quote-unquote good news is the trial will probably have to be held in the city of Atlanta, which is predominantly people of color who exist in Atlanta. So maybe there'll be some sort of vindication in that way. I, I guess I shouldn't assume what's going to happen, but I just, I just feel like we've seen it time and time and time again. Um, these literal chaotic white men who are very strategic and very, you know, he bought his gun legally. He bought his gun legally. Other countries don't have these problems. Like they don't. Mm -hmm. This, I think part of the reason I think guns are necessary in the United States is to protect yourself against the state. Um, I think black people have to own guns in the United States, but that that comes from a place of like, America has never addressed its systemic issues. And we, we shouldn't be able to, you know, in Georgia, you should not have a guy who's illegally able to buy a gun in less than 24 hours and then mass murder people. Uh, I, I just, there, there's just so much, uh, there, like I said, there's so many layers. I think that's, you know, there, there's gun rights and that's a layer. I think there's um, the issue of how Asian people are viewed in this country as well. And just like, what are the the stereotypes and how those things are perceived? Um, I know we talked a little bit about just like the flip side of like the model minority versus like literally blaming Asian people for being dirty, for bringing a virus to America's shores and just how quickly America kind of flips and um, like changes the narrative. It, it's it's so fascinating to me. I think uh, the the history of Asian people in this country. I, it's 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 such an interesting and frustrating history. Um, I think one of the biggest problems of having this label of the modern mi model minority is when hate crimes happen, there is less of a believability to it. There's less of a mm -hmm. pursuit of justice in a way that's like kind of disgusting. Yeah. Throughout America's history, like Asian people have been referred to as like the yellow peril, you know, just awful, awful comparisons to them, you know, representing like sickliness and overpopulation and all this awful stuff. And it's just like, there are all these jokes. It's like, oh, you know, when an Asian person like coughs near you, <laughs> like that's so, that's so fucking funny. Like, like good, good job, asshole. Like, and it, it's just ridiculous because like, it's, e it's so easy for us to be like, well, it's China's fault. And it's like, we're the most of all the like industrialized societies in the world, we are the most unprepared yep. for a crisis such as this. Yep. These types of diseases, these pandemics have existed before. There was the Spanish flu. Did that come from Asia? 
no bitch. Like you just find somebody else to blame. The biggest killer of of people like around the world, colonialism, imperialism. And who started that? White people, white people, it was white people. And it's it's so easy to play the blame game than take accountability. Right. Can we talk about these yellow squares that started to pop up on Instagram? I saw one and, and everybody else was just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was just like, even when the black squares were happening, I was like, I'm not doing this. This is stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah, the black squares. I was so, you know what? It's so crazy because I really just remember waking up and going on Instagram and being terribly confused. And this time around, it's just like, okay, y'all understand this is race. Um, maybe not racist, but definitely insensitive and okay, racist. Let's go with racism. Yeah. It's really bad. I just like my face just like gets as like small as humanly possible. I'm like, it's just so cringy to me because it's, it's not helping anything. Every, like you're, you're raising aware and everybody knows. Nope. They've just decided whether or not they care already. There are some other layers to talk about in terms of the hypersexualization of Asian women in the United States and what part that kind of played in this sort of um, crisis. I watched this YouTube video like a long time ago and it explained like where that came from of like white men fetishizing like Asian women and then how that contributed to how like Asian men are deemed like feminine. So basically... I don't remember what war it was, but it was some war. We love imperialism. Um, but the the white American folks went over to like, I think it was like Vietnam or some, maybe it was one of the world wars. I don't remember. Basically, like they fetishized these beautiful women. They often brought them back from whatever the country they were, you know, serving in the military for. And um, to discourage Asian women from going from going to like be with other Asian men, they were like, oh, they're feminine. Like, I'm strong. I'm really masculine. They're feminine. They're meek. You know, they're fragile. And that's why as a society, Asian men aren't like considered like on the racial hierarchy of attractiveness. Like they're not up very high. Right. It's white men. Right. And so this hypersexualization of Asian men or Asian women puts them at nearing the top of the racial hierarchy of attractiveness for women because they're seen as small and meek and fragile and cute. And the most predatory thing about that is that they're seen as childlike, girl-like. And that's the most disgusting part to me. As someone who has like been fetishized or like I'm, I'm South Asian, I'm not East Asian, so I can't speak to that experience, but it's like, I've had guys be like, oh, I've never been with an Indian girl before. I'm like, you're not going to. I was going to say, you never will be, child. I, I just don't know what to tell you. And just like, it's also very creepy. It gives me like very get out energy when guys are like, yeah, like all my like exes are Indian or like the girls that were in their past are all the same race as me are all very similar to me, like in looks or like in, you know, skin tone or whatever. It's like, it's like, oh. You have like, it's it's so much more than like having a type. It's like, oh, you have like a caricature of a woman that you like. Like, I'm scared now. Yeah, it's such a, it's so interesting that you bring up this point of like seeing Asian men as attractive, right? Because it's, it's something that's been passed down for generations. And it's crazy how in America we allow these generational tropes to fester and still affect us in, in 2021. Wow, 2021, that kind of hurts to say. 
But yeah, in 2021, I wonder what war it is. I would assume the Vietnam War or South Korea. Definitely happened a lot with the Vietnam War. Um, I feel like it's World War II because I know Japan played a huge role in that. And like, obviously, like we killed, like Americans killed a lot of fucking Japanese people. Yeah, like there's a lot of... There's also a lot of immigration in terms of Asian people coming here and then like sending back their money. Like I know a lot of like Asian immigrants that are like working class be are, do tend to do that. And then like white men like prey on them because they're like, oh, you don't have any power, or any money. So I can pretty much manipulate you. Cool. Sounds good to me. You know, obviously, I don't even want to say like not all men, but you know, I don't I don't even care. Um but there is also something to be said about um, racism against Black people from Asian people. And I think that that's like a huge topic of like debate because people on Twitter are like, give, you know, anti-Asian hate, like the same energy that you gave Black Lives Matter. And it's like, yes, this is the same issue, but it's also important to acknowledge like it goes both ways. Like Asians are incredibly racist to Black folks as well. It's such a complicated issue, right? Like this, I, I think the only path towards liberation is for BIPOC people and queer people and all of these marginalized identities to stand together and rise up against, you know, some of these systems of oppression. But it's hard to do that when there are also the systems have also pointed them at each other. Anti-blackness is so, so real in the Asian community. I mean, I've definitely had the experience of being followed around in a black hair store, um, which I know is a common experience for a lot of black women. Anti-blackness is definitely real. um, But on that same note, we can't achieve liberation without we need to be supportive of Asian people during this time. Their pain hurts just as much as our pain hurts when we find out that an unarmed Black man was shot or a woman was shot by the police. To minimize that pain because their community hasn't always been um so welcoming towards my community, or I've experienced a lot of trauma from Asian people towards my community. Um, To turn our backs on them in such a time of need, I think is um, cruel. We have to support each other. I think, you know, it's okay to recognize the fact that these biases exist with between these two communities, but that doesn't mean that we need to, you know, dismiss this pain that Asian people are experiencing right now. Asians have just as much of a responsibility as white people to like decolonize their mind and like stay committed to anti-racism just as much as white folks, if not more so, because like, you know what it's like, why would you want to do it to other people? That's like the biggest thing for me. It's just like, I know what it's like to be treated like shit. And like, I recognize like, it's not the oppression Olympics, like certain demographics have it harder, like most demographics have it harder, you know, but it's, again, like, how the people in power win is if we're all like infighting, right? Then they get to do whatever they want, because we're trying to like, kill each other, right? Mm -hmm. That's how they win. If we were really to like all unionize and all kind of get behind this like anti-racist, decolonization, anti-imperialism mindset, if we were able to like organize behind that on the left, we are we could be incredibly powerful and threatening to the power that is right now, the power that is controlling everything and keeping us down and keeping us poor and keeping our voices silenced, right? Like, it's just about, like, re-education. And, like, if you are Asian and you're racist against Black people, like, fuck you. 
truly. It's ridiculous because like we're all struggling and for you to make somebody else's life harder, I don't mess with it. But like that goes without saying. Another another huge issue in this conflict or this is the media's typical, the media's handling of this this huge tragedy that has just struck us. Um, oh, it's always painful being a journalist during this time. Wouldn't you agree? Like, <laughs> it's always so painful. I'm like, why are y'all acting like this? Like, there's only two categories of journalists right now. There's hate crime apologists and, like, people who are just like, oh, my again so many journalists miss is humanizing people who like they they just turn into names and sometimes they're not even names it's like six asian women were killed these these asian women lived full lives full lives and i think so much of the time focus the narrative on this person who took these these women's lives instead of focusing on you know what what a loss this is for their families and and being respectful and not just talking about real people like their statistics or they're just names in ink mm -hmm. yeah like I, I get the point of like putting their face on the news and being like screw him he's a really bad person like if you see him at you know your local walmart you know just egg him or something you know i get that but it's like it sucks when like they remember the person who did it instead of the people who like died like i saw someone shared on their instagram story like one of the sons of the woman who died and he was like my mom just died yesterday i don't even know what to say like it's just like how can you like you had one bad day and you gave like i want to say like 50 people the worst day of their lives because you had one bad day and that just goes to show white entitlement it goes to show disrespect for sex workers i think that's something that is not being discussed enough like mm -hmm. i don't know if it's confirmed that these women were sex workers but like if they were, this makes decriminalization all the more important because like when it is criminalized, they can't report to the police when bad things have happened, right? Because they're already breaking the law. They don't have any protection. They don't have any policy in place to protect them from being, you know, pimped out, taken advantage of, robbed of all their money, right? Yeah. I think there, you know, in America, there's this issue of a sexual liberation that comes from years and years of being wrapped up in Christianity and this idea of purity and you should in other countries if you go to one of these quote-unquote massage parlors to be with sex workers you know it's not there's not an issue with it but in America it's such a big deal for people to have certain fetishes or sexual urges or whatever and I would say fetishes are not gross but you get what I'm saying. I didn't even realize that whole like, oh, me love long time, like joke. I didn't even realize that that's what it meant until like the other, when I saw like those posts and I was just like, I literally, I remember both white and Asian guys making that joke, which is the saddest part. It's just disgusting. Like there's no respect. There's no, like, it's not having sex as a woman or selling your body for sex makes you disrespectful. Like I saw this. I think I posted this to my Instagram story. It was like, you know, on come like the dead hooker jokes, right? It's just misogyny to the highest degree, to the highest degree and disrespect. Like, it's just disgusting. Like mm -hmm. women have the agency to be like, I want to make some money. I'm going to use my body to make some money because I know like most women like aren't able to do that. And I think it's empowering that they're able to do that. 
Like, it's just ridiculous that, like, they're being penalized for it because they're profiting off their own bodies instead of some other man profiting off their bodies. And I think, like, there's that anger that, like, maybe this asshole 21-year-old had, like, they get to keep having sex and I have to stop, like, because they get to do it for money. And it's like, you're a sick fuck if you don't think, like, they have bad days that they don't want to do what they do. There's nothing about this situation that makes me think he had a quote unquote bad day. I think the bottom line is this was a very calculated. I think it was completely calculated and, and you know, this, this man didn't just fly off the handle. Like he frequented these, these establishments. He's preyed on these women before, maybe not these specific women, but he's, you know, he's acted out in this specific way. And so I think like, there are just so many issues at hand, racism, misogyny, fetishization, you know, it just, it just all bundles up gun rights. It just all bundles up into one big fat mess. Truly. And like with the whole gun thing, like, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. Like in an ideal world, I want to take away everyone's guns. But then I also am like, well, women sometimes should be able to protect themselves on like me. But then it's like black, like you said, like black people should be able to protect themselves. Like, I yeah, I just think of situations like Breonna Taylor, where it's just like, if they just shot the police, like I would have been like, yeah, the day is saved. It is what it is. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, truly. I think the answer is abolish white people, but that's... Or just abolish America. I'm cool with that one, too. Shit is the ghetto. The ghetto. The projects. I don't know. I'm not here for it. (laughs) I'm not here for it. (laughs) All right, darling. We did good. We did good. We read the damn room. We read the damn room. And you know what? We're, like, almost done with season one, which is kind of crazy. Three more episodes after this, child. That's amazing. I'm so proud of us. Also, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion for all your awards at the Grammys. You a bad bitch. Shout out to Beyonce for breaking records. We love to see it. Oh, I want to say their names. That's that's important. Soon C Park, Hyun, Jay Grant, Soon Cha Kim, Young Ah Yue, Xiao Zhe Tan, Dayu Fang, Delena Ashley Yan, Paul Andre Michaels. And Elias R. Hernandez Ortiz was walking past the parlor when he was shot multiple times, according to his family. He remains in critical condition. So that's a nice person. Crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that their families find peace in some sort of situation. But also, like, legislation would be cool. Thoughts and prayers, but also, like, you know, mm. legislation. Praying. And liberation. <sighs> We'd love to see it, but, you know, we'll see. More than just thoughts and prayers this time. We'll see. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. <laughs>